Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, November 25th. Uh, and just a quick he- housekeeping item. This will be the last podcast for the week. Recording will resume on Monday. Uh, I encourage everyone to go to the website. There's been a lot of great content put up, including extensive calendars for the coming days and weeks and months. Um, there was also, we recently conducted uh, a large survey of our subscribers around mes- recent market topics. So all that is up on the website. Um, feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions. So for the markets this morning, S&P futures trading flat. They had a minor bid earlier. They've since faded. Um, so unchanged. The Nasdaq futures are outperforming. They're up about 37 points. That is about 30 basis points. The major European indices are down about 20 basis points overall. You are seeing underperformance in cyclical value. So autos, basic resources, banks, and energy are all off about a percent or more. So a reversal of what we've kind of been seeing for the last several days. I don't read too much into that. Um, you know, cyclical value has been outperforming all week. They've been outperforming all month. So not shocking that they uh, take a little bit of a pause. Asia was mixed to down for the most part. Um, really not a lot of major macro news to talk about this morning, you know, especially in the US. Um, you know, I think markets are winding down for the Thanksgiving holiday. We're obviously off on Thursday. Friday is a half day. Um, there is a lot of economic data packed into today. So a lot of the data that would be stretched out over today, Thursday, Friday is all going to hit today. And then probably most important, you have the Fed minutes at two o'clock this afternoon. Um, that could help shed some light on what the Fed's plans are for the upcoming December 16th meeting. Um, otherwise, it's kind of very much a status quo morning. I do think you are seeing um, a minor evolution in kind of the U.S. fiscal stimulus backdrop. So the odds of some type of fiscal stimulus occurring during the lame duck um, are rising. So there were reports that Democrats and Republicans have made some budget progress. So remember, there is a budget deadline coming up on December 11th. Um, If there is no action taken by then, you could have a shutdown occur after that date. I think that's very unlikely to occur. Um, It does look like though they have made some progress as far as the overall spending figures for the coming fiscal year. Um, There could be some stimulus measures tucked into that bill. So again, there have been multiple reports that Democrats are coming under pressure to lower their demands and reach some type of a compromise during the lame duck there were some more headlines about that out overnight. Um, and so again, you could see some minor items tucked into this um, budget bill. I think the odds of a large blockbuster trillion dollar plus spending package are low. Um, you know, that could come once Biden takes office, uh, you know, and again, depending on how the Georgia runoffs turn out, but uh, the odds of something happening in the lame duck are, are rising. Um, I don't think it'll be terribly important for markets. You know, I think the um, vaccine numbers, the you know the three data readouts that we've seen in the month of November, um, for for the purposes of markets, have acted as fiscal stimulus. Um, you know, so again, as far as how this will unfold in Washington, you know, you could see some items get um, uh, some measures get taken during the lame duck, and the rest of it comes afterwards. But the odds of something are are increasing. Um, you know, as far as monetary policy is concerned, again, I think December will be a month of tailwinds. You have the ECB on the 10th, which is all but guaranteed action. Um, and then you have the Fed on the 16th. And like I said before, it's less clear what they will do, although the odds of them doing something are increasing. Um, the COVID narrative for this morning, again, it's very much unchanged. So you've had now three consecutive Mondays of data readouts. The AstraZeneca numbers certainly are not as clean as the ones from Pfizer and Moderna. But nevertheless, the entire vaccine process is certainly, I think, unfolding in a manner that is uh, more positive than people were anticipating back in October. Um, and that process is is moving, um, you know, moving along rapidly. So Pfizer should be able to receive emergency use 
authorization by the middle of December. Um, and shipments will proceed, you know, 25, 24 hours after that uh, authorization gets handed down, they will start shipping out vaccines um, and then ramping that steadily throughout 2021. Moderna could also get EUA before the end of this year. You know, AstraZeneca is less clear in the U.S., although remember AstraZeneca, um, you know, the approval process in other countries could occur at a more rapid pace than in the U.S. Um, the case figures, um, you know, are still bleak. You are seeing some small slivers of progress in some of the hardest hit areas in the U.S., so the Dakotas in particular. Um, and you also are seeing some signs of progress in Europe, too. So remember, Europe is earlier in their mitigation steps. Um, some of their curves have been flattening. You know, there was, you know, France is, is easing up on some of their mitigation, uh, the U.K. as well. Um, you know, so that's that's certainly encouraging. In the U.S., you know, you are seeing more examples of local mitigation actions. Again, nowhere near what you saw back in March and April in terms of wholesale lockdowns. Um, you know, so you could argue that the COVID headlines in terms of cases and mitigation a little bit better than has been the case at least last week, but still um, certainly a headwind. You are still seeing people mark down uh, GDP growth forecasts for Q1 and uh, for Q1 and Q4. Q4 of this year, Q1 of next year as a result. Um, so those are the major big themes in Washington. You know, again, I think there are, there's no more doubt about the transition process. Um, you know, Trump is all but conceded or probably has conceded to the extent uh, that, you know, ha has probably conceded to the extent that uh, he will uh, by allowing the GSA process to move forward. Um, and again, I think the next big, uh, the next big catalyst in Washington will be just the Georgia runoffs on July 5th. I'm sorry, on January 5th, um, as that will determine the fate of the Senate. Um, there were a bunch of earnings out overnight. None of them terribly controversial other than Gap, which certainly disappointed, especially as there was a lot of anticipation for that earnings report. There's been a lot of optimism around Gap and just in general for non-essential retail, um, as they are clearly um, you know, part of the cyclical value group. Um, and the others were were mostly uh, relatively solid. Um, you know, Autodesk and Dell both had solid numbers, although the stocks weren't really responding in the after hours session. Um, so for today, like I said before, you have a lot of economic data. You have the Fed minutes coming out this afternoon. Uh, Deer is the only earnings report out this morning. That's the last earnings report for this week. Uh, and that is essentially everything for today. Thank you for listening.